Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. And welcome into the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. I'm Noah Yingling, one of the co-experts of the site. This past weekend, I was in Cincinnati and was fortunate enough to be in Cincinnati and on the field to talk with some players. And for this edition of the podcast, we have our conversations with Rockies rookie relievers, Ben Bowden and Lucas Gilbreth. As you will hear, there was some organ music in the background as we had this, uh, both of these conversations in the dugout so obviously we were on the field and it was during batting practice as well. So you will hear some of the sounds of baseball in the background of both of these conversations, but I hope you enjoy both of them and big thank you to both Ben Bowden and Lucas Gilbreth, as well as the Rockies PR team for the conversations that we were able to set up with them. We'll have a few more. Along the way, one more from Cincinnati, as well as some from Coors Field here in the coming days and weeks. So big thank you to Shelby Cravens of the Rockies PR team, as well as Corey Little and Robert Livingston. So here first is our conversation with Rockies rookie reliever Ben Bowden. Here at Great American Ballpark, I am... Noah Yingling, and I am here with Rockies reliever Ben Bowden. Hey, Ben, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Pretty good. Hot day here in Cincinnati. Yes, very muggy. Yeah. So, for you, it's your first year in the major leagues. Developmentally, who has been the uh, who, uh, one person or multiple people who have helped you the most get to the major leagues? Get to the major leagues? Um... I think it all, I mean, it, it kind of all starts back with my high school coaches. Uh, but Eric Fields was my was my high school uh, pitching coach. He helped me quite a bit. Freddie Cole was pit, high school pitch coach, helped me quite a bit. But I would say the, the one that kind of turned me into the pitcher that I am today was my college coach, Scott Brown. 
Um, okay. He was pitching coach at Vandy, and he's the one that kind of turned me into the guy I am today. Um, for you, obviously being in the major leagues now, you are you have a left-handed former left-handed pitcher, and Bud Black is your manager. Yeah. Um, how has that ad- been advantageous for you so far as a major leaguer? Yeah, I mean, it's it's always nice to have uh, a manager that was once a pitcher. You know, he kind of he, he understands the pitching side of things. He understands, uh, you know, he's very uh, aware of how guys feel. He's always asking how we're doing arm wise and stuff like because he gets it. You know, he was he was a pitcher, and uh, you know, it's been it's been really good. Uh, you know, working alongside the guys, kind of thinking along the game with him as best I can, trying to pick it up. Uh, you know, different roles and different positions, when to be ready, when the lefties are coming up in the lineup, stuff like that. So, you know, it's been good. And then working with uh, Lucas Gilbreth as well, since he's a fellow yeah. lefty in the bullpen who's also yeah, a rookie, how has your relationship with him developed? Me and Gilly are, are always together. We're very tight. We're my, um, he's much more um, analytically savvy than I am, so I'll, I'll bounce stuff off him all the time. Uh, I ask, I'm asking him probably four to five questions a day and um, you know we I feel like we got a really good relationship we work well together I know he's rooting for me and I'm rooting for him you know we want nothing but the best for each other and that's it's been awesome is that what a lot of the conversations are like in the bullpen when you're out there five six seven innings a day talking a lot of yeah. analytics oh um I mean we're we're down there just kind of hanging out but I would say during catch play or if I warm up and I feel something, or if I want to feel something and I don't know how to feel it, he's the guy I'll go to, you know, more times than not. Now, last year, obviously, there was no minor league season. You weren't up in the major leagues yet. How difficult was it to stay in the best shape that you could, even though I know you've dealt with some injuries in the past? Yeah. How, is, how difficult was that, not being involved with a team for a year? Well, I, I had the alternate site in Denver, um, so we, ha- we kind of had a, a, a team atmosphere out there. It was we had a really good time. Um, I was hurt uh, for for most of it. I think I got about eight to ten innings towards the end of the alternate site. Um, but you know, it, it, it was difficult. I kind of uh, I would say that I was more sore this spring training uh, and early on in the season than I usually am. Um, just going for that whole, you know, that whole year of not really throwing, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're back at, you know, back at it in full go. Um, so it definitely that taking that year off uh, was odd for the arm and for the body. And mechanically, I felt that there was some stuff that was uh, was off more than usual um, early on. But now I'm starting to, uh, you know, well, I was starting to feel it uh, after about the first couple weeks. Um, you know, starting to get back to, to where I feel comfortable, and I'm, I'm there right now. For you, you bounce around a little bit between the majors and Albuquerque this yeah. year. Um, what do you think you need to do, or what multiple things do you need to do to establish yourself full-time as a major leaguer? Uh, I need to do a much better job of executing my pitches. Um, there's too many balls I leave over the middle of the plate, whether it be because I'm trying to overthrow or whether trying to be too fine with the location um, that's been the biggest thing for me is my execution of pitches um, they haven't been where I know that they can be and where I need them to be to be successful because 
there's not a guy in this league that can't hit a fastball down the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's uh, I, I need to do a better job of execution of all my pitches, but namely my fastball. When you were called up this year at the end of spring training, since you made the opening day roster, how was that experience of Bud Black and Steve Foster, or who else? Uh, who else was involved in that? And how was that experience being told? you're now a major leaguer and you're going to be on an opening day roster uh well it was it was buddy that buddy that told me uh Fossey was in there d scott was in there brightich was in there zach wilson was in there um and it was just kind of like kind of played it up you got it started off just kind of talking and i really didn't know what was going to happen i i knew i threw well i knew i put myself in a good position but i didn't know what was going to happen and uh and then they just kind of told me, like, uh, you know, we're going to need you against the Dodgers this weekend. Um, that's when I was like, wow, you know, I actually go to the big leagues. And that's kind of how I was told. And I, I just kind of lost a little bit. You know, I didn't, I wasn't a full blown crime, but I was definitely uh, tearing up. But it was, it was a very, very cool experience. After your first major league appearance, did Bud or Foster or Scott talk to you about the getting the first jitters out of the way and moving on to the next step? Not really about the jitters, because I mean, jitters is it's always good. You want you always want to have that that kind of you know uh, nerves going into going into an outing, um, but definitely the experience of it and congratulations and stuff like that. That's I got a lot of that from them. That, that, you know, to be dream about. You know, it yeah. was an awesome experience. And, um, I'll remember it forever. And then, lastly, a few rapid-fire questions. Who are some of your favorite songs or artists to listen to, whether to relax or just in general? Oh, gee, uh, I like Dropkick Murphys. Um, I like Eminem. I like Old School Lil Wayne. Um, I love ACDC. Uh, I kind of bounce all around. I like some EDM stuff. I like some of the chill kind of house music. There's, I mean, a ton of stuff. Are you a fan of the old baseball video games like the MVP uh, Baseball 2005? Because the Dropkick, why I say that is the Dropkick Murphys were part of yes. the soundtrack. For I that. used to play that. Um, my uncle, my uncle had a. I think it was MVP, whatever, whichever one had pool holes on it. And I would that go was 2004. His, that was four. Yeah. I would go over to his house and I would play that down in his basement. That was kind of like my first love for a baseball game. And then uh, now, I mean, I play MLB The Show all the time now. So Yeah. Who's your favorite player to be as on MLB The Show? Um, That's not yourself. <laughs> my... The, my best hitter is probably Chipper Jones. That's my favorite guy to hit with. And I would say my best pitcher. Uh, my favorite guy to use is Rob Dibble. Nice. Yeah. That is definitely a name. Rob Dibble is my favorite pitcher to use in that moment of the show. He throws absolute gas. And it's convenient since we're here in Cincinnati. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Then also, too, for your favorite teammates... Who are some of your favorite teammates you have? I assume, considering you just mentioned Lucas Gilbreth and your relationship with him, he's probably oh, yeah. one of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm, are you talking about just with the Rockies, or are you talking about just... In general, yeah. Oh, man, I got some... I got some 
I mean, I, basically my entire college team. Uh, I would say uh, Carson Fulmer, Dan's responsible, my roommates at school. They were all, we were always super tight. John Kilachowski, Roe Coleman, Chef, obviously. Yeah. Um, were you there at the same time as Walker Bueller? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm tight with everybody in the bullpen down there, you know. We're all we're a really tight tight knit group down there. So, I mean, I, there's not a bad guy out here. So I, I, I could name all of them. But, yeah. And lastly, if you had one MLB player, past or present, that you could play with today, who would that be? Ooh. It's a difficult question. Yes. <laughs> um. You got me going. You got me a little bit here. I think I gotta go with. Uh... One minute thirty-seven seconds later. You can pick multiple if you want, if that makes it easier. David Ortiz is one. Okay. Randy uh... Johnson. Both lefties. Pedro Martinez. Mariano Rivera. You look a little rusty with the photo. And I would say... Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty good for. Right? Yeah. Pedro Martinez, have you seen with him his fingers, how he was able to manipulate oh, yeah. the ball? Yeah, I've seen those and videos. And he, he bends his finger at... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got pretty long fingers, and they're pretty flexible. Yeah. There's a reason why he's a Hall of Famer. Yes. And that's part of it. And again, big thank you to Ben Bowden for joining us for that. And on the other side of these messages, we will talk with Rockies rookie left-handed reliever Lucas Gilbreth. That on the other side of this break. Here at Great American Ballpark pregame on Saturday, and I'm with Rockies rookie left-handed reliever Lucas Gilbreth. Lucas, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. So I just talked a few moments ago with Ben Bowden, and he was saying how you guys have a very good relationship. How is your relationship like with him? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, Bowden and I play together, rookie ball, A ball. It's just been one of those things like being together and kind of going through some of the same things together you get to know them really well and, you know trust each other go to battle with each other it's been awesome he also said too that he thinks you're very very much more analytically minded than he is and you have educated him a lot on some some of the analytics do you think that's the case or is he selling himself a little bit short no, I, I think he's selling himself a little short, but I think um, Bodes, is, Bodes is a great competitor, and he's somebody that, you know, goes out there and makes pitches, and, you know, he's animated and stuff, and I think I've always been somebody that likes to look more into the data and certain things and try and find, you know, slight advantages, and I think that's something that him and I talked about that, you know, it, it can be useful to him, it can be useful to anybody, and I think he's been interested to learn more, and I'm always interested to learn more, and you know, try and talk through it with him because we have similar stuff and we get put in, in similar situations. So it's something that can help us both. Um, how advantageous has it been having a former left-handed pitcher as a manager in Bud Black? Oh, it's been awesome. I think he's been through it all, obviously. He started, he's relieved. 
he's done everything we have, and I think that piece of it is definitely helpful in the sense that, you know, he's been through it, and he knows what we're going through, and he understands the game quite well, obviously. When you were called up to the major league since you're a rookie this year, how was that experience, in, and who was in the room when you were told? Um, the first time, it was uh, just me and the AAA manager, uh, Morton Schaefer, and it, it was surreal. It was, you know, I was kind of sitting there. I had just got back from somewhere, and I was kind of in a rush panic and trying to call my wife and my parents to see if they could get out there, but it was crazy. Were they able to get out there? Yeah, for my debut in Arizona, my wife and my mom jumped on, like, the first plane, and they were able to get out there in, like, the second inning, and I think I ended up pitching in, like, the ninth or something. So they were able to see it. After that first appearance, if I remember correctly, you gave up a run during it. But it has said how, and Steve Foster as well, how in their first major league appearance, they didn't have the results that they would like. Did they talk to you about that and trying to get over that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those things like there's only so much you can do in this game. And at the end of the day, it's like if, if I bounce back from that and I learn, everybody's going to have bad outings, everybody's going to have bad experiences. But the goal is to ultimately learn from those and improve going forward. This year, too, you've been bouncing between Albuquerque and the major leagues. What are you think? What is one thing or multiple things, if, it, if there are multiple, that you need to establish with here in the major leagues that to establish yourself as a major leaguer? I think for me it's just, you know, consistency and getting more comfortable out there. I think every time I get out there I get more and more comfortable and, you know, working through different situations, learning different things, being thrown in different spots. I think it's all a big learning opportunity and, you know, it's just trying to take it with a grain of salt, trying to learn as much as I can. So going forward I have the tools I need to, you know, stick around here. Now, yesterday, you were kind of thrown into the fire with bases loaded, and after the game, Bud Black said, I essentially put him in that spot because whether or not he got the results or not, I wanted him to have that experience so he could learn from it. What are, being in that kind of a situation, what can you learn? Yeah, I mean, for me, obviously, the results are nowhere near what I wanted or expected, and I think that's something, like, it's a terrible way to learn, but unfortunately, the way this game goes, that's how you learn. You learn from failure, and, you know, going forward, I think I'm going to have a way better outlook on it and a way better process to get ready for that and be able to go in there and perform. Now, last year, obviously, the minor league season was canceled. How difficult was that to stay in the best shape you could without facing opponents even like if with the alternate site you're facing your own teammates yeah. how difficult is that not facing other teams I, I think for me it, it's it's difficult to get back into the game mode of competing obviously and you know making pitches and pressure situations and all that kind of stuff because you know you can work on stuff you can you know try and improve pitches this and that but you know there's no substitute for playing in an atmosphere in a game and th different situations that put you in some of those places that you know you can't replicate that so it was a little different but I think at the end of the day it's a learning opportunity and you know there's always going to be little stuff that you need to improve on and work on and for me that's that's been the biggest thing is just getting comfortable back in like pressure situations now for off the field kind of stuff like what is your favorite song or some of your favorite musical groups that you listen to whether to relax or just get in the mode of playing or just 
to oh, casually man. listen to. I'm kind of all over the board. To relax, I like like Halsey and Post Malone, and then you know pregame pitching stuff. I'm more of a hard rock person. Like Avenged Sevenfold, Five Finger Death Punch, all sorts of stuff. It's, I'm kind of just two different modes. It's all or nothing with me. So it's either nice and relaxed or ready to go. Are you into the 80s stuff like Charlie Blackman? Yes, I do love the <laughs> 80s stuff. The 80s rock, Van Halen, Metallica, all those bands for me I love. Um, either in the major leagues, minor leagues, or when you were coming up collegiately high school, who were some of your favorite teammates that you had? Oh, um, going through this, I think obviously some of the guys here have been great. Kinley, Daniel Bard, um, almost every guy on this team has been great to be around. I think as far as minor leagues go, um, Will Gaddis was a good one. Ben Bowden, um, going up with him was always great. You know, going through college, Ben Meyer was one. He was up with the Marlins for a little while. Um, he was a good one. He was a couple years older than me. Good one to learn from and good one to see as he like progressed through the minor leagues and how he got it done. Um, and then, are you into any other, like, for example, sports video games? Are you... Ben Bowden said that he that's how he first started liking baseball was MVP Baseball 2004. Are you into that same kind of stuff as well? See, I'm more of a, I like to play NHL, I like to play PGA. I, I like to, when I'm playing baseball, I'm playing baseball. When I'm not, I usually, you know, I'll do my video review and my analysis stuff, but, you know, I try and take my mind off of it sometimes with some of those other games. And then if you could play with any MLB player past or present, who would it be? And you can have multiple. Oh, Bowden had multiple. So. Okay, past or present? I mean, Mike Trout's an obvious one for me. Absolutely incredible. Um, would have liked to play with Mariano Rivera. Bowden said that too. I mean, just learning from him, you know, the success he had, and the highest leverage situations you could imagine. And then uh, Todd Helton for me for the last one. Yeah, especially with growing up in. Colorado. Yep, I was always number 17 as a kid, played first base, it was awesome. And how has it, since you brought that up, how has it been pitching at Coors Field when you grew up watching games there? It's, it's been awesome, it, it's different definitely, it's, you know, as a kid you remember it being a huge field with, you know, all this crazy stuff, but, you know, when I go there every day now and go to practice, hit BP, go into games, it's different, it's just like any other field. And, it's been cool to be able to have friends and family there so often and just being close to home is awesome. Again, big thank you to both of them as well as the Rockies PR team. And we will have more from Cincinnati as well as more exclusives from Coors Field. And we'll also have more podcasts on here and more exclusives as well. We'll also be doing some other new stuff on the site and on our social media, primarily Twitter. If you don't follow us on Twitter, we are at RocksPileFS, and you can catch us on there with some of the stuff that is happening here soon. So a big thank you to all of them, and thank you for listening. And as Kevin Henry always likes to say, hey, go Rockies. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. 
It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.